celebrating International Women's Day with some of my favourite females, the women who represent things like strength and grace and character, the icons of this country, and my next guest being someone who has role-modelled all of those things to little girls over the past decade. She is formerly the Yellow Wiggle, but now she is so, so, so much more than that. It is the delightful Emma Watkins. Hello, Emma. Hi, Lucy. Happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. What a day. I know. It's an important day, right? It's an important day to celebrate strong women. And and you have been that. You were that for a decade, for a whole generation of Australian kids. Did you realise at the time what a mantle that was? Did you feel responsible or do you look back now and only now can realise how important that was? I definitely think it's about retrospect and, you know, I don't think at the time I knew how important it was, but I think, you know, adults around the world are particularly responsible for so much in that space. And so I guess now I receive so many beautiful messages from children and families across the world and I'm very grateful for that and hope to be able to continue to foster that role in the next couple of years. Oh, I think without a shadow of a doubt, you will be there because you've become this, this whether you want it or not, you've become this icon. And I'm sure <laughs> when you started off, you did not realise what it would be like. In fact, I'd love to chat a little bit about that because you were the very first, obviously, female wiggle. And back in the day, which sounds ridiculous to even say this, but there was random bizarre criticism and you were kind of new to this instant fame and this instant celebrity was it hard to deal with at the time were you just in shock at some some of the people in Australia who were like it has to be all men I don't know if I was too shocked because I could understand people's opinion particularly because I grew up with the original group myself you know Mm. as a child and I knew how important that was for people and so it really took years for everybody you know to understand that this particular lineup change was about continuing the music for children for Mm. generations to come rather than replacing it and so you know that dream still lives on today which is what's so beautiful about music and children in general is that they'll always be children and they'll always be creative musicians and entertainers to supply some beautiful ideas so you know I I was a part of that beautiful journey and I hope that continues forever. Did you have any advice for the new women of the Wiggles when you were exiting was there anything you could pass on to them? Oh, to have fun and to really enjoy connecting with families. And and really the children are the most beautiful audience because they are so honest and so real. Mm. And they'll tell you if they're not happy with that particular song. <laughs> but, you know, they are, they're such a beautiful audience to perform mm. to and, and for and with. And so any kind of female entertainer or any entertainer mm. really as such um, especially for children, it really has such a beautiful environment around them. Now, after the, the devastating news that you said you were leaving and Australia literally everyone was crying, children were crying, but then they soon realised you weren't going away forever. I remember my daughter, when I told her, there were tears as well. But after that time, there was a lot in the press about you going off to work on your PhD, which I thought sounded so exciting. It was going to incorporate sign language and dance and film editing, all your passions. How's the PhD going? What's the update? It's good. It's getting there. Finally, you know, I've been studying alongside my performing situation for about 10 years now and probably more. But my PhD has been going concurrently for about five years and (laughs) 
really, I think, we're, we're starting to see a real need for visual storytelling, mm. not just for children, but for everybody. Yeah. And there's so many people across the world, not just people that use sign language, but people that take in information through a visual yes. sense. And that's something that we need to cultivate. And here in Australia, we have our own plethora of sign languages mm. and you know, we really need to encourage people to get on board and to start learning Auslan in particular, our national sign language, mm. so that we can start to communicate with people within our community. I love that you're passionate about that. And something else I'm, I'm wondering about, I've been wondering about the PhD, so good to know that. But you've been <laughs> posting a lot on your socials lately, something new. The account name changed to Emma Memma. Everyone's like, what is Emma Memma? It's coming. You've been teasing everybody. <laughs> Can you tell us yet? Can you give us any hints? What is happening? Well, this character is pretty new and it's very exciting. It's a, going to be a venture that really has been sparked from some of this research as part of my PhD. We're going to be creating an, a new show and a new character, Emma Memma, that really incorporates sign language and movement and dance and gesture and mime for children across the world. Wow. And so really excited to release those kinds of media platforms really, really soon. Mm. So it won't just be necessarily just plain song and dance, but mm. it will definitely be a visual storytelling bonanza. Oh, it sounds like you're about to get very busy again. Very, very busy. <laughs> I, I, hope so. you, I hope you had some good downtime. Oh, well, I think we've just become so excited about some of the things that mm. we're researching and really feeling a need to provide accessibility in media yeah. now and I think with technology and all of this time where people have spent a majority of their time at home during the pandemic it's really shown us that we need to connect mm. and to visually connect and use our face and body to tell stories yeah. where we've become so homely which has been nice but now it's time to use that technology to connect with others. I do love how you've seemingly found a great balance of keeping your private life private, your downtime private, but you still share a lot of yourself. And, and something you have shared a lot about is your endometriosis diagnosis. And I think a day like International Women's Day is a good day to talk about this because it's a disease that affects one in 10 women. I'm one of those women. I have stage four endo and I bled out on an operating table about two years ago and nearly died from what was a re relatively simple operation for my endo. So I'm passionate about it. It's an awful disease. And I know you're really passionate about advocating and raising awareness as well. Tell us a bit about that journey. You know, I feel everyone's journey, if, particularly if they have endo or any other situation that's really aligned, is, is something that's so different, you mm. know, from one person to the next. Mm. And really for me, I just didn't know that that was happening, but obviously had been suffering for many, many years. And, you know, with the busyness of performing and traveling, I wasn't quite aware. But when I was diagnosed myself, it really made me realize about, my own health and I didn't even know what the word endometriosis yeah. was you know a couple of years ago and so now I think it's been a platform to share experiences and mm. stories with other women around the world and that has been one of the biggest conversations that I end up having with other young women and mothers and grandmothers mm. <laughs> because 
so many people are affected that we weren't we didn't know yeah. and I end up having a conversation about that almost every day where somebody's mm. sharing their story about themselves or a family member mm. so it's been it's quite traumatic if you need to have surgery and that can always be something that's really different mm. for everybody's own circumstance but once you can find a way to manage those symptoms, mm. those experiences really has been so helpful. Because mm, it can be quite an isolating disease. And I think the stats are something like you. It takes on average a woman around 10 to 15 years to actually get the diagnosis that it's mm-hmm. not just a bad period pain or they're hypochondriacs or there's something really severe going on. So I love that you're raising your voice around that because you're right, it's something that hasn't been talked around much over the last decade and it really is coming to prominence now. And I think it's really about opening the discussion so that people feel really comfortable to be able to talk about it. Mm. It was certainly something that I just didn't think that was necessary to talk about (laughs) with anybody else. But as time went on, I realized that if I was really unwell, then I couldn't help people. And so it meant that I needed to focus on what I needed to do to manage the symptoms myself. Yeah. Gosh, Emma, I feel like we are on the cusp of seeing the beginning of, I don't know, the evolution of Emma, the new you. I still feel like there's so much to come for you. I find it really exciting to see you had this great career, but I still feel like just the best is yet to come, I guess, with you. I think seeing a strong, confident young woman who's just a force to be reckoned with in this world is so just wonderful. I love what you stand for. But I wonder on a day like International Women's Day, speaking as that sort of woman, what is your encouragement for women today or for girls listening on a day like today? What is your message of hope for them? I think it's really about being kind to yourself. Mm. You know, there's so much going on at the moment. It's kindness all around Mm. for yourself and actually for others. And if there is a moment for you to help somebody else today, this is definitely the day to do it. (laughs) You don't know what anyone else is dealing with and what their situation is. And usually everybody needs a helping hand, Mm. you know, here and there, even if they don't feel like they want to accept it in that moment. But really, I think we're here now to help each other. And so it's important to actually be of service to other people, particularly at this time when there is so much going on in the world. Indeed. I think that's absolutely beautiful. We do. We rise. We rise when we lift others. It's communal. It's about doing life together well. And I love that that's what you encapsulate. We love you here at The Light. We are Melbourne's family station. We're the positive and uplifting station. And we've always been such a massive fan of you, Emma. We cannot wait to see what the future holds because I feel like I said before, we're just seeing the start of something quite extraordinary. And we love that you're at the helm of it. So well done. And we can't wait to catch up with you soon. And happy International Women's Day. Oh, thank you and happy International Women's Day to you and to everybody listening. So thank you.